This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Mayhem on the streets. The shocking looting. What happened when we were surrounded? You want to negotiate through the crowd. Slow down, make sure you're not hitting anyone. As the National Guard rumbles down Hollywood Boulevard. Then, Trump Church Firestorm. Dispersing peaceful protesters with helicopters. For a presidential photo op, then. Are the protests being hijacked by professional agitators? What are all those bricks for? And what we've learned about the woman who allegedly took a Bud Light bottle and turned it into a Molotov cocktail. And how to avoid spreading the COVID-19 virus at a mass gathering. There are a lot of things you can do to lessen the risk. Then a gesture of goodwill. Plus the taking a knee phenomenon. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. America is a nation on edge today as emotions continue to run high one week after George Floyd died while in police custody. Overnight, protests resulted in thousands of arrests in connection with destruction of property and looting or for curfew violations. In New York City, where the first curfew in more than 75 years has been imposed, it still did not stop things there from getting out of hand. Stephen Fabian reports. America is boarded up today. These are the famous windows of the iconic Macy's department store after another traumatic night of looting and destruction. A mob swarmed into Macy's, taking anything they could lay their hands on. And there were similar scenes at stores throughout Manhattan. We're driving down Fifth Avenue in Manhattan right now, and the stores that aren't boarded up, nearly all of them are broken into. Wooden boards were easily torn down. Cops broke up a gang of looters raiding a Microsoft store just three blocks from Trump Tower. I saw this AT&T store being completely ransacked. Here's an AT&T store in the Flatiron District in Manhattan. My camera crew and I actually witnessed this place getting looted last night. Look at these broken windows. Take a look inside. Absolutely no merchandise left, no phones, nothing. Uh, it was a group of about a few dozen young people making their way up the street. And as you can see, this was one of their main targets. Hey, take a look at this. This is the Lego store in the Flatiron District. Toys were also the target. You can see these shelves completely bare. This eyeglasses store manager was cleaning up after being cleaned out by looters. We worked really hard to uh, get back after this coronavirus disaster. And we barely got our employees back and we barely got comfortable enough to service people. It is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Governor Andrew Cuomo had this to say. 
the NYPD and the mayor did not do their job last night. Look at the videos. It was a disgrace. President Trump wants the National Guard patrolling the streets of Manhattan. New York City, call up the National Guard. The lowlifes and losers are ripping you apart. Act fast. Cops are finding themselves targets. This officer was struck with an object in the Bronx. Also in the Bronx, a New York cop was struck by a speeding vehicle and hurled into the air. He is in serious but stable condition. Police were also targeted in Las Vegas, Buffalo, and St. Louis, where four officers were shot. Thank God, they're alive. They're alive. But I, I you, you, can we make some sense out of this? In Los Angeles, a convoy of National Guard vehicles rumbled down Hollywood Boulevard for the first time since the Rodney King riots in 1992. Here's Jim Murray. Here in Santa Monica, the National Guard is displaying a clear showing of force. It's a tactical move by the Guard protecting major landmarks like the famed Santa Monica Pier, freeing up local police to deal with violent protesters and looters. Gym owner Scott Mendelson recruited his weightlifting buddies to defend his small business with firearms if necessary, refusing to rely on the police or the National Guard. We're all serious. I mean, everybody here, I mean, we're not going to go on the street and shoot. But you come in here with a hammer or a screwdriver, you threaten my life, I'm aiming for the head. In Oakland, after a pitched battle between police and protesters, a TV reporter was arrested as cameras rolled. I'm a reporter, but I have my media credentials. Because things are so volatile, it actually is possible you could find yourself in the middle of a swarm of people. If that happens, what do you do to stay safe? It's a situation our crew found themselves in when their car was surrounded. In the blink of an eye, chaos can erupt. <laughs> there are steps you can take if you get caught in the middle of one, says safety expert Bill Stanton. Something's going down, boys. Last night in New York City, just around the corner from Trump Tower, we encountered this scary scene. Into the fray. All right, here we go, guys. A mob blocked the street and surrounded our car. We've got people all around the car now. Uh, we can't really move safely. What What do you recommend in a situation like this? Well, right now we're surrounded, but they're not attacking the car. So right. I do have my foot on the brake and I'm moving forward. Slowly. Very slowly. Right, right. I'm not doing anything aggressive. Yep. Some people have knocked on the car. Some people have, you know, made signs. Right. And we're letting them pass. And now we're going to move safe forward. Safe to go. Now, I don't know about you. My adrenaline is was uh, yeah I for sure. Was How can you not? Just ahead, more looting. A lot of people, their instinct is to get their phone out and start recording right, dangerous no. moments like that. No, no, no. You do not need to take your phone out and film that. You put yourself in potential danger. Yeah. You definitely don't want to go anywhere near that. Okay. Because if they're willing to break into that store in front of cameras with the right. alarm going off you may be next. Right. Another tip, if you see people on the rampage and they're headed right at you, seek shelter from a friendly doorman or store. You see that building over there? Right. If you had no place else to go, I would ask those gentlemen, please, I have a child, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid, right. can I please come in, get into a building, get safe. Just total lawlessness. Shock and outrage. Those are the words being used after tear gas was used to remove peaceful protesters from Washington's Lafayette Park. Moments later, President Trump walked through that park to a nearby historic church for a photo op. It was the beginning of a night of chaos 
and confusion in our nation's capital. The president's Bible photo op may be backfiring today as we're learning troubling details of how it was orchestrated. The first hint that something was happening came at 6.30 p.m. when D.C. Park police started clearing protesters from the park behind the White House. Oh, hell broke loose. Park police, Secret Service, they begin to advance on the group of demonstrators. Shoving and hitting, striking this Australian news crew as they were live on the air. Whoa. We caught up with that Australian reporter, Amelia Brace, today. All of a sudden, uh, this line of police just really charged forward and there was really no opportunity for anyone to get out of the way. There was no time. Uh, and even the people who were running and actively trying to get out of the way were, uh, were uh, getting hit by tear gas or rubber bullets. While this was going on, the president took the podium in the Rose Garden. As he spoke, you can hear the sounds of tear gas canisters popping off in the background. We must never give in to anger or hatred. At 7.01 p.m., the reason for the police sweep became clear. The president strode out of the White House through the now empty park, flanked by Secret Service, his staff in tow. He made his way to the historic St. John's Episcopal Church. There, he posed with a Bible, holding it aloft in one hand, his expression grim. Then his staff joined him. The photo op was hatched by top advisor Hope Hicks, according to the New York Times. Sources close to the president tell us that he's worried about his support in the evangelical community. He believes it may be slipping as a result of the coronavirus. The Bishop of St. John's was appalled. He did not consult us. He did not warn us. So it was an abuse of the spiritual tools and symbols of our tradition and of our sacred space. As Trump strode back to the White House, to keep it nice and safe. The reaction on cable news was split. Good for him. That provided a powerful symbolic gesture. We saw peaceful protesters being gassed so the president could take a stroll. As night fell, low-flying helicopters were deployed to disperse the protesters, the noise and powerful downdrafts sending them scattering. Today, the president visited another religious landmark with First Lady Melania, claiming victory. Many arrests, he tweeted, Great job done by all. Overwhelming force. Domination. Thank you, President Trump. More than 350. That's the estimated number of cities in which protests have taken place in America in the last 24 hours. Many of the demonstrators are local residents. But as Amber Cogliano reports, in some places, officials attribute violence to what they call outside agitators. Somewhere in the sea of peaceful protesters. Authorities say professional agitators are wreaking havoc. Across the nation, thousands of Americans are taking to the streets to voice their anguish over the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. But police say small bands of so-called professional agitators are hijacking peaceful demonstrations like those behind me. Cops say 27-year-old Samantha Shader threw a Molotov cocktail at an NYPD vehicle. Prosecutors say she has been arrested 11 times in 11 different states. This photo allegedly captured a woman identified as a human rights lawyer holding a Bud Light bottle filled with gasoline and tissue paper stuffed in as a fuse. Police have reportedly dubbed her a professional agitator. 
Piles of bricks have appeared at the scenes of major demonstrations. There is speculation they may have been planted there by Antifa for use as projectiles aimed at cops and storefront windows. This right here? Yeah, this the setup. Ruben Lael filmed this pile of bricks outside a Dallas courthouse. There are really people who are not a part of our movement and are taking advantage of our pain and our purpose. It's disrespectful and it will not be allowed. Kansas City Police tweeted this warning. We have learned of and discovered stashes of bricks and rocks to be used during a riot. If you see anything like this, let us know so we can remove them. On occasion, we've actually seen um, pallets of projectiles, bricks, um, actually moved around um, and, and pre-positioned um, or, or, or following where the crowd is going so that the individuals in the groups can utilize them to inflict damage upon property. For those who want to make their voices heard on this very important civil rights issue, the COVID-19 pandemic makes it especially tricky. Is there a way to make your voice heard in a demonstration without putting your health at risk? Les Trent has some tips. It's a dilemma now being faced by many Americans. How do you make your voice heard in the age of COVID-19? Look at the mass of humanity at this protest. Even NYPD's highest ranking uniformed officer, Chief Terrence Monahan, ignored social distancing and hugged a demonstrator without wearing a mask or gloves. There is absolutely, as you can see, no way to social distance here. They are all crunched in here. You concern at all about getting close to people out here? I mean, that's, that's the nature of a protest is that you're all very close. I mean, they said not to come out for a non-essential reason, and this is an essential reason. We have some protesters yelling in the face of this police officer right here. The protesters yelling are not wearing masks, and neither are the police officers. This one right here. How do you stay safe during COVID when you're amongst all these people? <laughs> Yeah, it is a challenge, but it can be done safely. Jack Caravanis is a public health expert from NYU. The key is, to, of course, keep your mask on, make sure it's, it's fitted tightly to your face, and if possible, try to get yourself a face shield. I think protecting your eyes as well as your face, as well as your respiratory tract is really critical. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio today spoke about the risk of the demonstrators turning into virus super spreaders. I'm very worried about any resurgence that might come from these protests. I absolutely am. There are other ways you can reduce the risk. Use noisemakers, drums, and signs so you don't have to yell and spread droplets. Or you can honk your car horn. <coughs> Wear eye protection. Carry hand sanitizer. No peace. Stay safe, everybody. Funeral services for George Floyd will be held Tuesday in his hometown of Houston. The services will be paid for by boxing great Floyd Mayweather, who is also paying for memorial services in four other states. We'll be right back. Next, the Good Samaritans protecting their neighborhood. They're having a standoff here. Oh, my God. So why did she end up in handcuffs? Plus, the taking a knee phenomenon and a gesture of goodwill. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Delivery trucks targeted by looters. Next, Inside Edition, Amazon, FedEx, UPS, 
ambush. Will this affect the delivery of the vital goods that you need? Watch the next Inside Edition. If you've been seeing a lot of blank screens on social media today, Megan Alexander reports there's a very good reason. It's a powerful message. Eight minutes, 46 seconds of darkness. Symbolic of the time the Minneapolis police officer dug into George Floyd's neck. The moving tribute to Floyd aired last night on MTV, VH1, Comedy Central, and other Viacom CBS networks. You can hear the sound of breathing. Today, millions of Instagram users turn their screens black with the hashtag Blackout Tuesday to remember George Floyd. Alicia Keys is among many celebrities taking part. We need deep systemic change, she posted. Oscar winner Lupina Nyong'o wrote, justice for George Floyd. Here in Nashville, country music is also going silent, with big names like Carrie Underwood and Reba McIntyre posting, the show must be paused. Across the nation, more police officers like these cops in Atlanta take a knee to show solidarity with protesters. In D.C., bicycle cops are on one knee in front of the Trump family-owned hotel. In Dallas, more bicycle cops take a knee and are greeted by hugs from protesters. So could you take a knee to prove take a knee? In Portland, protesters ask cops to take a knee to prove that they feel their pain. Officers agree with some assurances. No violence. Then it happens, a line of officers kneel. The crowd cheers and protesters join the officers. Today in Los Angeles, protesters chant take a knee and police officers oblige. The exchange ends with hugs and fist bumps. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. They stepped in to save their local liquor store during a protest. So why were they cuffed and detained by police? Those guys, what's going on? They were closed, bro. It's a moment filled with tension. A mob of suspected looters have their eyes set on a local store in Van Nuys, California that buys and sells gold. That's when Victor Grayer, owner of the Valley Liquor Store next door, stood there armed, protecting his small business and his neighbors. They were joined by Monet Watley and her family, who've lived in the neighborhood for 40 years. She tells the suspects it's time to go home. Fox 11 in Los Angeles captured it all. Monet tries to flag down cop cars, but they're going right by. Then when police finally pull up in the chaotic scramble, they detain, of all people, the Good Samaritans. This is unreal, but anyway, they're, they're putting this lady in handcuffs. Watch as the reporter tries to tell police they've got the wrong people. Whoa. They're, they're protecting the stores or looters are over there. Stand down for a sec, please. Inside Edition spoke with the Good Samaritan today. To loot from somebody else, whether it's his store or somebody else's store, it's just unacceptable at this point. Once cops figured it all out, they released Monet. They're putting this lady in handcuffs. When we come back, some moments that provide hope during these challenging times. Finally today, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, a riot is the language of the unheard. He also said, the time is always right to do what is right, which leads us to this. I know you guys are thirsty. A protester in Pittsburgh delivers water bottles along with a message to a squad of state police. I know you guys out here doing your jobs. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the ones that's, that's doing it to us. You understand? The troopers clearly appreciate the gesture. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
And in Asbury Park, New Jersey, protesters came together in song. Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com/survey. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.